I'm Marlo Higgins, and I've spent nearly four decades as an entrepreneur building boundaries around time and energy. I am captivated by stories of creating that mythical balance between priorities and success without the guilt and fear of missing out. I'm a to-the-point business coach that helps start a company, rebrand another, and launch my own. Now I'm running a thriving online brand with the white space in my calendar to spend time with my family, nurture my soul, and create an impact in our world. Are you dreaming of striking a balance between a thriving business and a joyful life? It is possible, and it starts with you. Get out your field notes, and let's tap into Peaceful Achievers, inspiring you to create a vision, level up your skills, and show you how to set boundaries that support the life you desire. This is 22 Minutes to Having It All. All right, this episode with Brooke Elder is super, super powerful because we talk about authenticity. And, you know, as entrepreneurs, how many times do we try or think we're being authentic? But, you know, it's easy to get that imposter syndrome or to follow somebody else's plan and then realize, you know what, that's not where I'm headed. So it's a rich conversation with Brooke. She works and has all kinds of massive results around systems. And so if you're the entrepreneur who's looking at a way to build a really solid system, this really pertains into the coaching space. Brooke shares in depth what that looks like. But we also go into, you know, the topic is having it all. And Brooke shares in this episode that she and her family just put their house up for sale and they have a a plan to purchase a ship and travel the world for an entire year. They are a family of six. So that's a very, very powerful endeavor and what a vision to have. So Brick walks us through that step. So enjoy the episode. Share in the comment section what you related to the most. Again, if this enlightens you, please share it with your friends. And uh, we ask you to help spread our message of what it takes to have it all. So enjoy the episode and I'll talk to you again next week. All right. So this episode, we've got Brooke Elder. And Brooke believes that true authenticity paired with proven strategy can real massive results and great fulfillment. I mean, as you're listening even to that opening right there, so welcome, Brooke, to this episode. I'm excited to to dig into that. Yeah, well, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. This is going to be a great conversation. Yeah. Okay, so you believe in that true authenticity is paired with proven strategy and it gives us these massive results. Like, let's pull that back layer by layer. And how did you get to this point? So, well... Talking about like just being authentic, I found that in a lot of like online business, really anyone that's like trying to sell something right now, that authenticity is something that is like people try to be other people and they don't really try to be themselves, you know? Why is that? Like what, I mean, what, what's, what is because we can hide behind a screen or we can say, I want to be that person. And what is it? Like, what, what do you find? Well, I think... At first, when people like are first starting the business, they have an idea and they're like, I want to get this out there into the world that they look at, well, who else has done this? And they see all these people who have been successful. And then they're like, well, I have to be like that person in order to be successful. And I don't think like consciously we're like, ooh, that person's successful. I'm going to be just like them. But we kind of tend to start looking at, well, what are they doing and start doing the same things. and that, I have found, especially with my clients, that they start going down that road and then they're like, you know what? This is just not me. I just don't like this. And something starts to feel off. 
Okay, that's it's imposter syndrome. That was the word I was trying to look at was the imposter syndrome of it all. And you're absolutely right. I mean, I think it's easy. And I think as entrepreneurs, we start out and we look at somebody else and how they did it. And you just start to emulate their plan and then come to at some point saying, that is not me. And that's not really how I want to do it and start to build off hybrid versions of that. And Mm -hmm. then I think that then creates a ton of tension when in essence, what you're saying is just be yourself, show up and let's go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think, I mean, I even fell into the same thing when I first started. I was like looking to be like somebody else. Every single business that I did, it was like that. And because I think it's easier to try to be somebody else than it is to be ourselves sometimes. Wow. Well, yeah. Yes. I mean, it is easier to be us. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No. And I think it's a great conversation. And what happens when we're not authentic? Like what are, what are people seeing in us when we're not authentic? I think from the outside world, we all know people who are not authentic. You know, we can tell when someone is being fake or when they like it, you just don't trust those kind of people. You know, and well, you buy into the rhetoric, right, right? Right. And when you are yourself and you put yourself out there, a lot of people don't want to do that because that means that you have to be a little bit vulnerable. And the crazy thing is, when you are yourself, you are vulnerable. You would be like, look, this is going great. This is not going that great. Like, this is just who I am. You know, you actually have more people who are connected to you because now you're not like this figure that's sitting up here on a pedestal that's like, oh, this is an awesome person and you're untouchable. You're actually more relatable. And when you are more relatable, more people follow you because of that authenticity. Yeah. So it's just kind of like a secret formula that we all have, but some of us let loose those ingredients where others hold tight to that and keep it bottled. So I think, I mean, that's huge. Now, the reason I'm very interested, you know, you um, help create seven figure businesses. Um, You've done it yourself while working just seven hours a week. So how do we do that? Like, what's the framework, Brooke, that allows the thought process of earning seven figures, but with such a short amount of time to do it? Well, it takes a little bit to build up to that. But what I found was There's a lot of people who they say, yeah, I'm working seven figures. And then I talk with them and they're like working 80 hours a week. And so, and they feel like they have to keep like feeding this machine. And the truth is like, you actually don't have to do that. And part of it comes down to mindset. Like that's the first thing is people feel like if I'm earning that kind of money, like I have to work hard. So that way I'm worthy of earning that money. That's the first kind of thing to break down because that's actually not true. And that is, it's, I think, a lot harder for people who are used to working like hourly, like being paid hourly. Because when you're paid hourly, you're paid for the work that you do. When you're making seven figures and you're only working seven hours a week, you are not getting paid per hour for the work that you do. You're getting paid for the system and everything that you have built. And that's where that money comes in. So that's the first mindset shift that you have to have is that you're getting paid for the system that you built. I'm all about systems and automation. That's how I can work seven hours a week. I mean, I homeschool my four kids and I have time to go and be mom and do all of that. And I couldn't do that if it wasn't for automation. So I found this just because I wanted the lifestyle that I wanted. 
I didn't want to be sitting here at a computer all day, every single day and never see my kids. Like that's not why I went into business. I went into business to serve people. Okay. So Brooke, did you have that vision of a seven figure business or did you just kind of naturally achieve it? And then you're like, wow, okay, I achieved it because I did these things. Now this is where I stand tall in the world and value. I want to show more people how to do it. Like give us the the thought process when you were starting. Was that seven figures an anchor of achievement for you? It wasn't. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. It was like, I just want to pay my mortgage. (laughs) So, but then like I, so I created a a coaching program and my first month I did 10,000. The next month I did 20,000. The next month I did 30,000. And I was like, well, this is a good little progression here, you know? And that's when I started thinking like, I could have a seven figure business. I had to first prove to myself, like I could make money. And once I proved to myself, I could make money. Then that's when I set that goal. So, and I said, my goal was when I, by the time I turned 35, I'd have a million dollar business. And that was about a year when I made that goal. I had about a year to do that. And I did it within that year. Uh, I actually hit a million dollars two days before my 35th birthday. So I was super excited about that. And then I was like, okay, well, what's next? Then I'm like, well, let's let's keep growing. Let's keep growing. And so I started hiring people and... I just thought to scale equals people. So I had 27 people on my team and I just watched my profit just dwindle because I was paying all these people now. And then it got to the point where I'm like, well, I need more money when it was just me. And it may have been like, you. I was trading, like actually doing the work to managing the people, but my time actually hadn't been cut down that much, you know? Interesting. Yeah. And I think as you're playing that conversation out right there, Brooke, I, there's everybody listening is experiencing that same thing. I mean, as entrepreneurs, I think we don't have that level of understanding yet. So what was the the flip of the switch for you to say, it's all automation and it's not the 26 delegated employees that I'm, you know, that I'm working with? What was the switch for you? Well, it was actually a conversation I was having with my husband because he does all of our bookkeeping and everything. And he was watching our profits. Every time we hired someone, our profits would go down, you know, and he would be like, do you really need to hire someone? And then he looked at it and he said, I know your problem. And I'm like, what's that? Tell me my problems, you know? Right. And he said, you're trying to automate your business with people instead of systems. And like, light bulb clicked. Wow, that's poignant. Yes. Bless his heart. Know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's it, isn't it interesting though, because we get so stuck in the weeds of our businesses that we can't even see the light. But looking at it from a fresh vantage point, um, there's huge value in that. And so, okay, so what was the automations that you turned to? Like, what were the the things that really made the, the greatest impact as an online entrepreneur? So I was looking at well, what is something that someone can do? And is there a way to automate that? You know, so I started building out automations. Before I started my coaching business and stuff like that, I had a web design and web management company. And so I'm a techie person and stuff. I'm like, well, let's go back to my tech world and let's see what we can do. So I just started building out automations. And like I had... Because I... In my program, I had stepped away from the coaching part of it. And I had six coaches that were coaching my programs. And then I started looking at like, well, how can we automate some of the things that they are doing? 
And I was able to automate like reach outs to all of our clients. And because that's one thing, especially if you start growing, I had 2,500 people that I was coaching at once. And when you're trying to keep track of where all of them are at, like that takes a lot of brain power to do that. So I thought, how can we automate that? So we automated different check, check different checkpoints of where they're at, checking in with them, seeing how they're doing, what problems they have, what issues they have. And I was able to, through different automations and systems, go from a team of 27 people to now I have a team of six. Wow. So yeah. way, way different. And my profit is way better now. <laughs> Well, no question. So yeah, so what's the mindset for you, Brooke, in that space of like even knowing what questions to ask yourself to even put together an automation to solve that problem? Well, I always look at what's the end goal because I don't ever want to create an automation that is going to harm is a bad word, but like harm my clients. Like I don't, I want them to feel like they are validated, that they are taken care of and that they are seen. That is always like my first lens that I look through in anything that I create. So once I, I know that that's kind of the end goal and that's my intention, then I look at, okay, what is a person doing in my business? And is there a way that we can automate it that will either give them that same level of trust in me and my business and my coaching, or maybe it even elevates it? So that's kind of my, my process when I'm looking at what people are already doing in my business and what can we maybe automate instead. Yeah. Okay. So here's, so it sounds like you made a little bit of a shift going from like website design to developing coaching programs. What caused that shift for you, Brooke? I was tired of just being the tech person. So that was the biggest thing because the hardest thing about being a tech person is if someone's like website or something goes down at 2am, like they want you on it right then. And I was yeah. just, I had a team that was taking care of that kind of stuff, but I just didn't really want to do it anymore. And I felt called to teach clients. Like I was already kind of coaching a little bit, helping them with social media marketing and stuff like that. And I just thought, you know what? I would much rather create a product, a coaching product, you know, like a course mm -hmm. that I can then sell over and over and over. And that was way less work than. Like, I mean, and I did websites for like medical supply companies. That is boring. Like, <laughs> yeah. So you're seeking some enlightenment for that. Yeah. Okay. So what has been, what, you know, having it all, this is, you know, what has been the biggest challenge for you? You have a husband and four children. How do you have it all? And, you know, and be a really sage businesswoman, have the success that you've had. How do you manage all of that? What's the biggest challenge around it? The biggest challenge is keeping the promises and the boundaries to myself. Like I am my biggest problem. <laughs> we all are, right? I mean, yeah. So yeah. like, because I can sit and work all day because I love it. I love what I do. So I could sit in my office and just like work, 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 work and forget that I even have a family. Like that is the biggest issue that I face. So what I've done is like, I set timers on my phone that says it's time to stop working, you know? And I tell my family like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And then I have to stick to my work. So that's been really the biggest hurdle. Because if you want, we all can work seven hours a week if we want to. 
you know, but one, we have to want that. And two, you have to set your own boundaries with yourself and say, this is all I'm going to do and be okay with whatever you do. That's good enough. You know? Ooh. Okay. And I think that's a really good point. So do you have the vision for your business, Brooke, to be this mega, this mega owned business, or are you looking for more of a hybrid lifestyle business that gives you an ability to do a little business, focus on the family, give us that, you know, from, from like what shoes you walk in right now, what's your vision? More of the hybrid. Cause I, I mean, I know what it's like to like work and hustle and like have months. Like we've done that. And I don't really want to do that. Like I, my kids are at a point where I really want to spend a lot of time with them. And so we actually made the decision um, that we are selling our house and we are buying the boat to sail around the world. So in order to have that lifestyle, like I have to have a business where I am doing a little business on the side, but like my family really is my main focus. Okay. So it gets down to priority. Yeah. I mean, so the, the end game here is, is having the priority, but you've set yourself up to be able to live the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to us about that. So living on a boat, yeah. where does that even come from? Because you have to have some experience, Brooke, what you or your husband take us like, uh, that's a rich conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I've been sailing pretty much my entire life. So uh, I went, I lived on a boat in college. And so it's just kind of been a part of me, but it was actually my husband that had the idea. He saw a YouTuber and started watching this YouTube channel about these people who sold everything and lived on a sailboat. And he was like, we could do that. And that was probably about five years ago. And so I was like, okay, that's another reason that started getting me thinking like how, because everything I would do, like really for the last year, I thought, can I do this on a boat? Nope. Okay. So what do I need to do? So it's, what is that end goal? And then again, putting that lens on of, is this going to help me achieve that goal that I'm working towards? Yeah, no, I think that's craft the business to where it's at. Yeah, yeah, that's really rich. Okay, so do you have a timeline? Have you set a specific date and said, you know, this is this is the benchmark date in which we're going to adhere to making that our reality? Or take us like, how are you approaching it? Well, our house went up for sale last week, and we've gotten two offers this week, so it's going to happen pretty quick. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Do you have the boat? Is the question? Do you have the boat? Don't have it yet. We have a couple that we're looking at, so within the next probably two months, two to three months, we'll be on a boat. So just had a conversation. I've got a friend who's selling a schooner in North Carolina. So maybe I can get you a boat because uh, yeah, that's, that is a conversation. No. And I think that, you know, that entrepreneurial lifestyle. Okay. So give us the vision. So you're raising children, you're running this online business, like, and let's dig into that lifestyle for a minute. Why are you choosing that lifestyle? Because I mean, I think everyone always says like their family and their kids come first and But then if you watch what they do, what they say doesn't match what they do, you know? And I was one of those people too. I would say my family came first, but I was working 60 hours a week. There were times where I sat on my desk for 16 hours a day. And I'm like, this is not okay. This is not actually achieving the goals that I want. So I had to pivot and change. And so I want to show my kids that like, yes, you do come first. and 
we feel like this is the best experience. I mean, our kids are going to be able to experience different cultures all over the world. So, and it will bring Which us closer phenomenal. as a family because, you know, we're living in very close quarters. <laughs> no kidding. Well, yeah. And it's the experience. You're giving them the experience of a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And that truly is the f- essence. You know, if we were gone tomorrow to be that token of experience that you're providing will probably supersede any financial goal that you could ever set, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's what I had to do. I had to go from like, I was setting all these financial goals and I wanted to hit this and this and this. But then I realized like that actually like in my soul, that is not really what I want. So, okay. How many people don't live up to their soul value? Mm Mm-hmm. And that goes back to the authenticity, you know, really understanding you at the core. Um, What's allowed you, Brooke, to get that level of awareness about yourself so you can hold the boundaries that you are in order to make it happen? I'm curious. Uh, I've had a really good mindset coach. (laughs) Powerful. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, if you believe you can, you will. If you can't, you won't you're going to be moving on a boat. So there's there's a belief system that you've built. So when you have that that day where you kind of question, what do you do about it? It happens a lot. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? No, I mean, you're human, right? Yeah. And I always go back to, like, I trust my gut. And so when I make a decision that this is the path that we're going to go, if I feel really good about it, I always go back to that moment. Like I felt good about this. So if I felt good about it, then why am I not feeling good about it now? Is it that something has changed or is it that I'm not aligned? And that's usually what it is. So, and it also could be resistance. Resistance always shows up right before something amazing happens. And so I understand that principle as well. Like, uh, two weeks ago, we went and did some sailing classes. So that way we can get certified and everything. And right before we left, I was like, I don't want to go. I don't want to sell my house. I don't want to live on a boat. I don't want to even do my business. Like, let's just shut everything down. I don't want to do anything. I just want to sit in the corner and do nothing, you know? And scared. we hit that point. Yeah. But, I mean, I knew I needed to pre- push through that. And it ended up being an amazing time. And it also, like, when we were on the boat, I was like, yes, this is what I want to do. And I got another confirmation that, yes, this is the right way to go. But you have to push through that. You can't let that moment of, like, I'm really scared. I don't want to do anything stop you. And that's where most people get stuck. Well, that's what I was going to say. So how do you push through the resistance? Because you're absolutely right, Brooke. That's, you know, that fear. It's the unknown. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like you have to cross the bridge. And on the other side, I'm hearing you say, wow, that was worth it. But man, was I afraid to make that first step across the bridge. How do you force yourself to make the step? Well, I've done it enough that I know what's on the other side to do it. The other interesting thing about how your brain works is fear and excitement actually run on the same um, like neurosynapses. And so you can choose to be afraid or you can choose to be excited. And so what I do to help me is I have anchored that feeling of excitement. So what I did to do this is I thought about like, what is the most exciting thing that has ever happened to me? And it's standing in line for the Tower of Terror at Disneyland, which is (laughs) weird, but that is my all-time favorite thing. 
So are you afraid of like heights no, or what it. is it is my state? Like I love that ride so much. I'm so excited to go on that ride. So I think about standing in that line and the anticipation, and I just keep building it up till I can feel like I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Then wow. when I build it up to like as the most excited I can feel where it feels like from my head to my toes, I squeeze my fist. And what that does is that anchors that feeling of excitement. So now I've done it enough. Like I would, I did it for probably about two weeks every time I went to the bathroom because that was something to remind me to do this. Yep. So I anchored that feeling. So now when I start feeling scared, I can squeeze my fist and now I feel excitement. So I can change the way that my brain is interpreting that feeling. Wow, that's powerful. And what a great example. I mean, because it... <laughs> Listening to it sounds simple, right? right? <laughs> most of most of things in life are simple to do. Yeah. We're either scared to do it or we don't know how to do it. And what you just did was you've built a playbook for how you tap into an, an excitement and enlightenment and remove the fear mm-hmm. through a very clear, simple action that you know works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you can trust yourself, right? Because your experience guides you. So you can move through the resistance because you can say, yep, been there, done that. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we're having this conversation, there's entrepreneurs that are getting a lot of value from this because maybe they haven't taken the time to have that deep conversation about, you know, what that blockage is or even how to, to tap into it. One more before we kind of segue in is, you know, how do you know when you're not in alignment, Brooke? Because you you refer to that. So that's like that intuition in the gut. Like what's telling you when you're out of alignment? What's happening? So it's one of two things. Either everything is not working. Like you keep trying all of these things and it doesn't matter who you hire. It doesn't matter what marketing strategy you try. Like if everything is not working, even though it should, that probably means that you're out of alignment. So that's my first clue. The other thing is it's when you really are authentic and you know how to tap into like who you truly are, you can tell, like you can just feel that you're not, it really is that feeling, the intuition that you're going down a place that you shouldn't be. So one thing that I do to help me is I actually wrote out, it's just on a Google doc that I read every morning and it just says like, who am I? And I wrote out, who am I as a mom? Who am I as a wife? Who am I as a business owner? Who am I as a friend? Who am I as a teacher? And I just wrote out all the characteristics and the traits that either I have or I want to have and I want to become. And I read that every single day. And that helps me stay centered in who I really am. So that way, I can show up in the world the way that I want to. And it helps you stay aligned a lot better. It does. And no, and I I definitely relate to that. So the example there, you know, I remember having a client one time and she wanted to be a a regional vice president of the company and she had to move herself up into rank to do that. And so we literally just showed her how to wake up every day thinking you're already the regional VP, acting like that, putting the shoes on that are like that. I remember she was shopping in Chicago and she was so excited. She goes, oh my God, I bought my new stiletto heels because, you know, that's what I wear when I'm a regional vice president. So, you know, it was that authentic part. The vision was created, but she stepped into it in a very authentic way. Yeah. But the power that doing something like that has is very, very important. So how much of, of like our vibrational energy goes into alignment and this 
intuition and authenticity? Like, how do you relate to, you know, the energy flow, the energy vibration? And again, this is kind of the woo-woo juice, but my God, we're all entrepreneurs. So we're all in that space. We all have to be a spirit junkie at some point because we're all beings in this space. How much do you relate to that, Brooke, or do you? I do. And that's where like getting yourself aligned and reminding yourself every day, like you, it brings in like that law of attraction. If there's things that you want, you know, in fact, just this morning, I added to that document of who am I? And I put like, this is how I show up in my business. And this is how others show up in my business. And then this is how my clients react to all of that. So I'm starting to create what I want in my business and I read it through every day, you know? So it's just like the things that you would think about, you bring about. Well, if I want to think about that all the time and I want to bring either the people to me, the resources to me, like anything like that, I need to remind myself every day so I can stay centered so I don't get thrown off. Because there's, I mean, you can be scrolling and see a Facebook ad and then you're like, oh, that looks awesome. Maybe I should try that idea. (laughs) We go chase squirrels, right? I don't know why we do, whether we're diagnosed to do it or not. (laughs) You know, yeah, we're squirrel chasers. And I think there's a lot of power in what you just said. Um, And it goes back to the initial conversation of like, we see people doing things Mm -hmm. and then we're like, pivot, quick. Mm -hmm. Oh, let's do do it that way. Yeah, let's, yeah, because they're doing it, but God, nobody's telling us that they've been doing it for 15 years and they finally just had their aha moment. And you could have superseded that by 15 years. We don't know that. And I think that's this comparison conundrum that we all get ourselves into, drives us into this, you know, imposter syndrome, chasing past and and hybrid business plans Mm -hmm. that are for them, not for us. So I love how you state and, you know, just to validate, Brooke, this is why you're so successful. This is why your systems work is because you're really clear on all the moving parts that go into it. Mm -hmm. It's energy and it's intuition, it's authenticity and it's alignment. All these things that you're talking about have made you successful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when you do that, that is at the prime of being your most authentic self. You are showing up as the best Brooke Elder possible. Okay, so as we come into the close, it's pretty powerful. What are your thoughts? Like if you could give a final statement around this conversation to our listeners as we close out this episode, what would that be, Brooke? It would be get, just get really clear on what it is that you actually want. Do you want to have that like huge business? And if you do know what that's going to require and maybe what it's going to cost you to get there. Not just in like financial money to get there, but like what other things are you going to maybe lose out on if that's really what you're working towards, you know? Well, yeah. How many hours a week? I mean, is that vision going to cost you an 80 hour week or is it four hours? Right. Right. And so yeah, some people may want to work 80 hours a week because they love it. And they, maybe they don't have a family or their kids are all grown or like whatever it is, you know? So it's just get clear on what you want and then make sure that every decision you make, you're putting it through that lens of like, is this going to get me closer to that goal? I think that's a great question. Now, the thing too, you know, I've, uh, we've had a personal brand for over 11 years it evolves, right? I can tell you my first five years, I always like to say I ran hobby level because I was just working. And if people hire me, that's fantastic because it was my hobby. But yeah, then there was a turnkey moment where I said, no, 
like this could actually be something powerful Mm -hmm. and you give it all, you know, the energy towards it and, you know, launched a podcast, wrote a book, did all the things, you know, and you look back and you're like, wow, but the evolution of business, I don't think it's just from day one on through how you're, you're going to evolve. I mean, I think that's where we have to embrace that too. How do we embrace knowing that there's going to be many iterations of our business? Have you witnessed that? Oh yeah. Yeah. A ton. And I think that's just because you change as a person, you learn, you grow, and that also goes into your business, you know, and your business is going to change because you aren't the same person that created it, say, five years ago. So I, one thing that a mentor has taught me was like, you look at your business, like it's your best friend. And when you treat your business, like it's your best friend, like you both are going to be growing together. And like any friends that you have, like you are not the same as you were 20 years ago when you met, you know, and you grow and you evolve and you change together and your business is going to do the exact same thing. Yeah, no. And I think that's a very peaceful approach to thinking. It's a great analogy that, yeah, your business is your best friend. It should be because you should love and support it right. <laughs> and it should love and support you. Exactly. So, um, it, so it's a win on both ends. Yeah. So this was delightful, Brooke. Thank you again. Where can we find you? Like if somebody wanted to tap in, is your coaching program still available um, to learn about automation? Like give us some, some details. Yeah, the best places go to systemswithstrategy.com. So that is the platform that I actually created that I use for all of my automations and running my entire business. And I have so many people ask me that if they could have what I had too. So we just created our own platform. So you can go and check it out there. And that's really the best place to find Well, Brooke, we all wish you the best on your endeavors out to sea (laughs) as a ship captain with your family and the experiences that you're going to have. And so definitely circle back around, keep us enlightened on our socials so we can follow the journey because I think that will just be fantastic. So thanks again, Brooke, for being our guest today. Thank you so much. Did you enjoy this conversation as much as I did? If you're looking for more conversations like these, be sure to subscribe and please leave a review of the podcast. Subscribing and leaving a review helps it show up on your phone every time a new episode is released and leaving a review helps other people like you find us so they can get the help they need so they can live their best life. Also, subscribe to our weekly email on our website at marlohiggins.com. This is the place that we share insider tips with our audience and drop polarizing insights with you. Remember, the road to success is better with friends. So be sure to share this episode to help all of you reach your goals together. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, success is universally desired, personally defined, and always within reach.